0: So tonight, I thought, since we're kind of getting close to January 1st, uh, sometimes we have New Year's resolutions. I thought we would focus from God's word about New Year's resolutions. Who here has ever done a New Year's resolution in the past or in the present? So it's something Shannon and I have done for, I think, uh, Monday we're going to hit 29 years of marriage. So we, it goes fast. So we have a kind of a tradition that we've, wherever we are in the world, uh, we'll just go out and have dinner and we'll have like a little piece of paper and we'll, we'll jot down New Year's resolutions, you know, around our, our God, our marriage, our parenting, um, kind of personal things like that. And as I was remarking with Shannon this week, or we were having dinner one night, the four of us, somehow we got on the topic of one of my resolutions a few years ago. And, and it was, um, no seconds at the table. Do we want to do a pool on how long I lasted? <laughs> I didn't get out of January. Yeah, so anyway, not, not all re- resolutions come through, but uh, tonight I thought we would just talk about uh, ones from Scripture. So if you've got your Bible, we're going to be in Colossians 3, and we're going to work our way through verses 1 through 17 and um, see what God has for us tonight. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this evening. Uh, We thank you so much for um, just the praise that we already had and and the power of your hymns. And Lord, we just pray now that you would bless the teaching of your word. I just thank you that uh, no matter how inadequate the speaker might be, that your word never comes back uh, lacking, and we just praise you for that. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're just gonna rattle off a few points tonight on resolutions for the new year. And um, there were some, some images here that, that came to mind as we reflect on 2020. It's been quite a year, right? And this one I, I wish I took a picture of, but the one on the left, we, uh, we walk a lot in our neighborhood. I remember seeing that in like May and June, because all the kids were either graduating high school or some college. And, you know, that whole, if you can't see, that's like the zeros or the toilet paper rolls. So, kind of saying that, you know, this is what 2022 is, 2020 was like, right? And, and, and dealing with COVID and all those kind of things, we, we think about that. Uh, we think about where we couldn't meet as a church family, job losses or, or kind of maybe being underemployed for a while, um, some racial unrest right this year. Schools going remote. Joanna, you love that, right? Yeah, no. Um, and it kind of goes on and on, even even coming into the fall with the elections and, and how that really, there's no way to say it except our nation in, in many respects is pretty polarized. Where it used to feel like maybe there was some kind of middle ground, now it, it kind of just doesn't feel that way. So that all of that stuff from 2020 can kind of lead us thinking that this was a year, you know, of toilet paper. Uh, let's just forget it and move on. But, you know, our first point tonight with all of that in our minds is we want to resolve to be thankful. And and a lot of people would say, well, what do you mean thankful? How could that possibly be in a year like this? But really we can. And all of this we should be thankful. Know that God has taught us a whole lot and that he's still absolutely 100% in control. And, you know, we think about this verse here and I don't need reading glasses, but if I did, they're at home. <laughs> but, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Right? And this is just one of so many verses where God talks to us about being thankful. Even in a year like this. I think about it in my own life. Uh, basically, you know, March whatever, first, uh, professionally I was kind of grounded. So not like being naughty, grounded, but grounded to where I was normally in in the air, 110, 120, 130,000 miles a year, and it just stopped. That's a huge blessing to be able to have this kind of unexpected time with family. Um, Jake had to come back from Wheaton, Alyssa was having to go to remote, and you know we had this time we never would have ever thought we'd ever have again, right? When your kids get older, the, they kind of move out. So that was a blessing. I saw my own sister struggle with COVID in the hospital for the better part of two weeks, and I remember texting her in the middle of that, and her responses were always kind of praising God, knowing that he had her. Um, and, And in her fashion, always asking, well, how are you doing? How is your family? And just to see how She went through that with real grace, I think, for me, was a blessing. And I think we all have examples. So it wasn't an easy year. But I think when we have that internal view of life, things tend to make more sense. And as verse 15 states, and the peace of God permeates our lives, this becomes much easier. Uh, Another verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. And in that verse, we read, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God, in Christ Jesus concerning you." That's a very simple verse, but it's, it's not in a few things or in some things, but it's God saying in everything we can give thanks. And I was just reminded with somebody was sharing not long ago about the difference between happiness and joy, right, and um, happiness tends to be what's happening at the moment. So, you know, something, maybe Eden or Gabby, Gabby got her little, her watch for, for Christmas or whatever that's called, the smart thing. And that can make you really, really happy, right? We, I, I, we got wonderful gifts as well. And, and, but sometimes those things are just for the moment. But we think about joy and joy in respect to this year that we've kind of gone through. You know, joy is, is more circumstance proof. Joy comes from God in our relationship with Him and, and His relationship with us. And it really should be circumstance proof. right? And, and that's easy to say, right? We, we want to have joy in, in, in circumstances, but we sure can. And I just think about, you know as we work to our second point here, um, even in this year for work uh, and Ryan can, can attest to, Uh, basically all 70,000 of us around the world at some point this year really weren't sure if we were going to have a job the company was reorganizing and reorganizing to the extent that they have never done ever you might reorganize in a part of a country but this was literally everywhere in the world and um, you know that can that can give you a lot of pause for anxiety and we've both made it through by the way but it also reflects God's got us. He's in control. Even if we lost our jobs, the joy can still come through. And what I've been trying to share with my team here the last few months, uh, those that kind of made it through, is why don't we picture this reorganization where we are as of like November 1st as the starting line in a race. When you're at the starting line in a running race, you don't usually look back you're very focused, let's say it's a 100-meter race, you're focused straight ahead, even seeing the tape. And I think as we enter into 2021, God taught us a whole in this past year. And we can have joy for that, but I think with all the challenges that we had, we now get to look forward. And our second point, resolve to live with eternity in mind. And we're going to look here at verses 1 through 2. And let's see. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. So this is a great reminder for those of us that are children of, of God, that are, are saved. We are risen with Christ. It, we, the moment we accepted Christ into our hearts, we were already in heaven. It's very hard to... For Anyway, for my mind to picture that, but we were already in heaven. We have eternal life, the most exceptional, incredible, fill-in-your-adjective thing you could ever imagine. And then we we're reminded in heaven, right? There's no pain. There's no sorrow. There's no bad relationships. There's no conflict. And we look at verse 2 again. The word affection can be substituted with mind. So we strive to live our lives in in a new year ahead with our mind focused on heaven. And a lot of points can come to mind here, but probably the biggest relates to living with the desire to be used by God to help others know where they will spend eternity. You know, it's nothing in our lives, not a job, not good grades, not money, not education, not status. Nothing should be more important to us than leading others to Christ. And I think that's just a wonderful way to start out the new year with our with our mind on that. Uh, We all have family members, our friends, or actually complete strangers that we don't know yet. And you know, my prayer for me and and for my family is we we can be used of God to help lead others to Him. With eternity in mind. Uh, We read in God's Word in Philippians chapter two, verses ten through eleven, that at the name. In Jesus, every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So as we think about those that God has put in our paths that are, that are not saved, we should probably reflect on this, because it's, it's never going to be a matter of if someone will declare him Lord, but when. And we have that opportunity, right? When we are when we are saved, while we're here on earth, uh, to help lead others and, and even our own kids. And and right away, right, God will welcome us and and declare us saved and, and be our Savior. But the other side of the wind part is if if we die without Christ, our friends die, our family members die without Christ. Um, those are still going to declare him Lord, right? but it's going to be an entirely different result. So this is exciting and sobering perspective at the same time, but it really reminds us just to be in prayer, to be modeling the gospel, and yes, absolutely sharing the gospel. Um, As we enter the new year, we pray for opportunities. Think about those that God will put in our paths. He may be putting a name of somebody right right now on your minds. Or, or somebody's, And I, I think this is our, our opportunity, at least for me, to get out of your comfort zone. If God is placing somebody in your, on, your, on your mind, let's live with eternity. You know, we, we know what we have, and we have that opportunity to share. Um, as we slide into verses 3 through 15, we resolve to have victory over sin. And we see here in verse 3, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God." So what, what that's basically saying is we're dead with Christ to this world. So once we, we say to the world and kind of to our former lives, we, we don't want that, we are literally, fit, not physically, but dead to that. And our desire becomes to sin a whole lot less as we grow and pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us and to empower us. And you can see, as as you look in verses 5 through 8, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, uh, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, big word, evil compusence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now you also put off all of these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. So that's a kind of a laundry list. Um, and we're really just reminded before we are, we are saved, we don't really have that ability to mortify. The word there, mortified, means kill, right? We, we don't have that ability to kill, literally kill these sins in our lives. And while we'll never get to the point, while we're here on Earth, of being sinless, we know that God is going to power us more and more um, through His Word, through our, our faithfulness, through our study, to be able to sin less and just to allow our saved nature uh, to come through. And I'm thinking, you know, as we looked at all of this list, I think we can all that we may struggle with. But when we see those... And with these in mind, we see in verses 9 through 10, Lie not to one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So we see, with these things in mind, the language shifting from putting off the old man. So that's that's just the Bible saying, that's who you were before you knew Christ. That's who we are as, as we struggle with certain sins. That's our old nature. And we have this wonderful privilege to put on a new man. It's our God-filled new nature. And with this focus, we can be more purposeful to avoid situations, maybe uh, bad influences on our life, uh, people that, that, that you just know from the Holy Spirit, you know, I shouldn't be socializing with, with these because it's going to bring me down. Or if you have a friend or a family member that's gossiping, right? I mean, gossiping is a sin, and, and you can kind of fall into that trap. Just allowing God to show us to avoid certain situations. I know for me this is a little one, but um, when I travel, or when I used to travel, I just have this, this little thing, but it, when I'm overseas or anywhere, um, there's a, always a TV in a hotel room. I never turn it on, right? And... and well, I may not have a huge struggle in that area, I think it's just an opportunity where we can say, let me just do a little thing to be able to keep a better focus on where it should be. And in verses 12 through 14, we really have the good, um, good turning point to the new man attributes. And we see in, in these verses, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. So we really see the shift to these new man attributes. These These are wonderful, right? We talk about kindness and humility, and all of these anchored in love love for God first and foremost, and love for those that God has put in our paths. And I think there are little things that we can do. I know one thing I try to do, um, <laughs> at least when I had an office to go to, uh, my routine was always you know park your car. And I'd still go to the office, but there's nobody there. So at least we can do things on the phone. Um, as I would park my car, I would always just walk to the front door and I would just say, God, please fill me with your Holy Spirit today, right? Because God and his word wants us to be continually filled. We're we're safe. That's that's a given. But we want to ask the filling of the Holy Spirit to guide us each day. And I just say, please let me have victory over sin. Help me not to say things I shouldn't say or not listen well or, or what have you. But also, please allow me to model some of these new man attributes. And as we look here at verse 16, the first part of 16, we're gonna focus another New Year's resolution on resolve to read and meditate on God's word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So this is a really simple one, but it's really important. Read and meditate on the word of God, letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It is more as we read, the more as we study, the more we can be filled and have direction that we, we must have and, and really need. We cannot grow and serve him best if we are not studying and asking God to enlighten our minds and let all the things we're reading sink in. We can't really truly be used of God to reach others if we aren't building our own knowledge. And it's, in a way, it's, it's kind of like building a muscle. So um, who's, runners, who's a runner here? Nicole, Joanna, Caleb, yep. (laughs) So I remember um, probably about eight years ago when we were living in Singapore, Jake was whatever, 11 or something, and um, he signed up for a a running race. And I think it was a 10K, and we all went out, on it was early in the morning to watch him run. And I remember, um, I don't know, just thinking, Okay, at some point he'll cross because they go out, you don't know when they're coming back. And I'm like, Yeah, it's probably going to be another whatever, 30 minutes before he comes across. And he was like, literally, as soon as I said that, he came zipping through. And I remember thinking uh, at that moment, um, A, it was, that's pretty cool, but B, there's no way I could do that, right? I, there's no way um, I could run a 10K right now or perhaps ever. And I used to be. In you know my growing up years, um, athletic enough, but I just remember thinking that's 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 probably not possible. But it was also motivating. So shortly thereafter, I said, you know, why not start start to try to do a little bit of running? And um, has anybody been to Southeast Asia? Well, these two guys in the back. Is it um, dry and cool? It's really hot and really humid. And I was joking, I think West on Sunday said, when it gets below 60, people freak out in Egypt. When it gets below 80 in Singapore, right? They go nuts. There's a run on sweatshirts and, and, and yeah. oh, anyway, I don't know where I'm going. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so running it, that's like, you couldn't pick a worse place to, to run as far as I can tell. But you know, I, I said, well, we'll, we'll get after it. and, and it was running a little bit, and I signed up for a 5K. Um, I signed Shannon up too. She didn't didn't enjoy that, but and you remember that one? It was um, it was called the Energizer Bunny something or other. But it was a night race, and I thought, well, night in Singapore, it's going to be a lot cooler. It was awful. 5K. Neither one of us. We probably lasted a K, and then we had to start probably crawling, but walking anyway. And it was, it was really rough, but the whole point was I wasn't discouraged in that, it was more encouraged that, hey, you know, you're able to run a few K, let's keep at it and kept at it. And, you know, over time in Singapore, I was able to run a 10K or, and even a half, half marathon at some point, but the relationship to God's word here is similar in principle. You, you can't just say, okay, God, please use me today if we're not willing to be in God's word and exercising that muscle and saying, God, as I'm reading and studying now, please fill me. There's some things I just don't understand, but you can, you can help guide me. And I think that's really, really important. We have to put in the work to, uh, to continue to grow. And we have wonderful teaching here at the church. Um, our, our FBI class that we talk about all the time is just a wonderful way to go deeper in God's word. And again, the whole point is to be used by him in a more powerful way. And then to have that really strong reminder, sometimes it's tempting uh, maybe to turn the radio on and, and to listen to somebody that you like that teaches, right? It's, it's a, a Bible teacher or, or some famous person on the radio. And those are all good things, but I would suggest tonight as we resolve to read and meditate on God's Word, being in our independent study is really, really powerful. And I think as we As we focus on that more, God can use us more, and we'll be amazed on on how that can work. So I think that's a really good resolution as we look forward. And our fifth point, um, also in verse 16, and Kevin, we only have 15 more points, so is that okay? No, this this is our last point. Resolve to commit to a local church. So when we look here at the back half of 16, Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So when we think about admonish, um, instruct, advise, warn, it's just our our ability um, to help others to strive, reach their potential, and continue to grow. One of the wonderful things I think we have here at our church is um, not only are we young in years, we've just been around a few years, but we have a lot of young Christians. And, you know, for me that's our prayer, uh, literally every Sunday, that we would be blessed with those that wouldn't know Christ and that they could, they could be saved um, here through the work. But you also want to be able to um, serve them and help, help them to grow and, and learn as well. So I think as we're teaching the gospel here and we're receiving the gospel, we want to just continue to spur each other on with this good news in mind. And I would encourage all of you to find a way to serve here in this local church. And, and there are many ways um, as we strive with so many young Christians uh, to help them to grow and to be trained up and literally to go and do likewise. It's a beautiful model in, the, in God's Word you know, where we, you just see the math of somebody being saved and then going out and telling others. and. For us, that's just a huge priority here, and obviously a huge priority in our in our lives. And there are a lot of things that we can do, but I would say um, praying for your pastors is huge. It's it's you know I'm always have that reminder that um, Satan wants to get after any of us that are saved, but I think he wants to go extra double duty on pastors, those that are committed, and going after their families and going after their their personal walk. So. Let's commit as we as we think about serving at our local church to pray f- pray for our pastors. A pastor prayed for our missionaries. I think you know for me it's just it's so humbling to be able to have a small part in the lives of these missionaries. And and as I read some of the letters and talk to some of them on the phone, um, we all have a lot of challenges in how we're sharing the gospel. But some of those challenges are just totally different. <laughs> and they always say the same thing. You know we appreciate. Um, that you're sending us money, but first, second, and third, please pray for us. So I would just encourage all of us as we start a new year and, and have you know the opportunity to be members and serving at Crosspoint, that we keep those things in mind. And then finally in verse 17, I remember, uh, I think we were in Germany, and these people would always say they had a life verse, and I didn't know what that meant, so I was a little jealous because um, I I think I always felt and still do. I mean, we should probably have like a thousand life verses, but this is one where God has spoken to me uh, over the last few years. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. For me, it's just this is really, really powerful because it kind of goes back to um, the encouragement for us it doesn't say like in some of the things you do, but it says strive in whatever you do. So everything you're doing, whether you're you're in word, so for us in this day and age, word is our talking. But I think it's also our typing, if I'm not mistaken. Our deed, our actions. We want to do all that for and in the name of Jesus, and then going right back to my first point, giving thanks to God the Father by Him, because every every. Um, circumstance in life and every experience in life is going to be uh, not always going to be uh, smooth, right? There's going to be bumps along the way, but this is just our encouragement for God's Word to go forth and every, you know, treat every experience you have as a gift, an opportunity to influence somebody's life in, in a certain way, and then to be thankful for whatever the result. So those are just some thoughts this evening about... Uh, New Year's resolutions from from God's Word in 2021, and again, I hope they were encouraging. Um, For me, anytime we open God's Word, it's encouraging, and I'm just looking forward to how God can use us in the year ahead.